Welcome to The Budding Writer. This podcast offers an outlet for aspiring authors to showcase their original short stories or fan fiction one-shots. I'm your narrator, Shana Armand. This is how it works. When you hear this sound, the story will begin. And when you hear it again, the story has ended. Our first author brings us a tale of suspense from the horror genre. So just sit back and enjoy. Moonshine by K.O. Lin. Narrated by Shana Armand. Lucille's eyes flew open and she flailed in the dark for her phone. She finally snatched it up and glanced at her alarm clock where 3 a.m. glared through the dark. This had better be good, she muttered and glanced at her phone. Alert! This is an emergency broadcast from the United States government. For your safety, do not look at the moon. Lucille blinked. What? She read it again, then glanced over at her window. The blinds were drawn because she preferred to sleep in complete darkness. Bzzz. She glanced back at her phone. Mom, have you seen the moon tonight? It's beautiful. Uh, what? What's so special about the moon? She once again glanced back towards her drawn blinds. Her fingers twitched as she considered it. But then the phone buzzed again in her hand. Dad, that moon is something tonight. Charlie, the moon looks amazing. A feeling of dread rolled over Lucille like an ocean wave. What the hell is going on? Her phone kept buzzing. More and more people were texting her, exclaiming about the moon, including numbers that weren't even logged into her phone. She tapped her mom and put a phone to her ear. Even as the phone started ringing, the phone kept vibrating from the text messages she received. Her thoughts raced as the phone kept ringing. Come on, you were just at your phone. What's happening? The call went unanswered. Her heart was pounding and a cold sweat broke out over her skin. I better check on Zachary. Make sure he's okay. She headed out into the hallway barefoot. Slowly, she opened the door to his bedroom, her heart in her throat, and sighed in relief. Her little boy was sprawled across his sheets, his mouth slightly open as he breathed. Moonlight spilled across the lower half of the bed. She began stepping into the room and then she saw the cat. Their fat, orange tabby tiger was sitting in the middle of the bed, gazing toward the moon. Not even his tail twitched. Is the moon brighter than usual? She thought, but she couldn't say for sure. I have no idea what's going on, but I don't like it. Slowly, she crept into the room. She kept her eyes on Tiger, but he stayed where he was, entranced. She hugged the wall, putting as much distance between her and the patch of moonlight as she could manage. Lucille still had her eyes on the cat when she reached Zack and began pulling him from the bed. He stirred. Mommy? His voice was heavy with sleep. What's going on? Nothing, baby. Everything's fine. Go back to sleep, she soothed. She was surprised her pounding heart didn't wake him. Quietly, she inched her son out from under his covers, glancing between him and the cat. Tiger remained staring at the moon. His ears didn't even twitch. Lucille let out a breath of relief as soon as her boy was cradled in her arms. She thought about heading back to bed with him, but didn't like the window in her bedroom being right there. It took a moment as she ran through her options and then finally headed for the bathroom. The window in there was small, placed high, but more importantly, 
it would be facing away from the moon. She fumbled around in the dark, locking the door, and then whipped back the shower curtain and laid down in the tub. Somehow, Zachary was still asleep, for which she was grateful. She felt foolish enough about seeking shelter from the moon, but the constant buzzing of her phone convinced her she was doing the right thing. She pulled the shower curtain back into place and unlocked her phone. There were nearly 200 messages now. She scrolled through the list to see if there was a halfway sane text, but all of them spoke of the beauty of the moon. She punched in the emergency services number and nearly choked on a sob when all she heard was a dial tone. What the fuck is going on? She whispered. She hugged Zack more closely. She wasn't sure how long she stayed in the tub, hugging Zack to her chest. But eventually, she began to drift off. Crash! Her eyes flew open and her body jolted. She hugged Zack more tightly. Mommy, what's going on? Shh, baby, it's okay, Lucille said, running her fingers through his soft brown hair. Tears were streaming down her cheeks and she trembled uncontrollably. What is happening? Did someone break into the house? God, I'm so glad I got Zack out of there. Are you scared? Where are we? He whispered back at her. She almost wished she could see his face in the dark, but then he'd see her tears. We're in the bathroom, sweetie. It's, it's like when there's a bad storm out. You have to take shelter in the bathroom. Is there a bad storm? Yes, yes there is, she replied simply. She strained to hear footsteps roaming through her house, expecting the doorknob to jiggle as someone checked it. Instead, there was an eerie silence. Mommy, I'm hungry. Just a little bit longer, I promise. I'll make a good breakfast for you if you're patient. Lucille wasn't sure how much longer they stayed there, but she stirred when they started to notice the vague outlines of the bathroom. The sun was rising. She let out a breath and finally released her grip on Zack. He peered up at her with wide, frightened eyes. Let me go out there and see if everything's okay. I'll come back for you when it's safe. Okay, he said. She climbed out of the tub and hovered her hand over the doorknob. Her heart was still pounding and tremors still shook her. So she breathed in and out slowly. When she finally felt calm, she opened the door and glanced out into the hallway. Nothing seemed to be out of place. She went to her room first and found it as she had left it, the sheets spilling out over the bed as she climbed out in her hurry. Next, she went to Zack's room. She'd left the door partway open and carefully pushed it back for a full view. Her eyes widened. Glass littered the bed as the window had burst inward. A pool of blood had soaked into the comforter where Tiger had been sitting. Oh, Tiger. Lucille thought, shuffling her weight into the room. She winced as her foot brushed against shards of glass, trying to step around it. Carefully, she found her way to the window and peered outside. She could see nothing from her vantage point except the wooden fence out back. This early in the morning, she should be able to hear the birds chirping, but an eerie silence persisted like a calm before a storm. She carefully backed out and closed the door, then checked the rest of the house. When she returned, she was happy to see her son still sitting in the tub, fidgeting with impatience, but otherwise listening to her for once. It's safe now, she whispered, and she held out her hand to him. What happened? he asked. I didn't hear a storm. Something, something strange, 
I don't want you going into your room until I've cleaned it. Why not? Your window broke and I need to clean up the glass, Lucille replied, thinking of the blood splattering his rocket ship bedspread. How does French toast for breakfast sound? Zack's smile lit up the room. Really? Of course, we both deserve a treat, she replied, ruffling his hair. I want to watch cartoons. Lucille froze. Would the TV even be working? Would there be a message on the TV? Sure, let me turn it on. When she flipped the TV on, all she saw was static, which caused her to sigh in a mixture of relief and frustration. Relieved that her son wouldn't be exposed to something he shouldn't know, and frustrated that there still didn't seem to be any answers. She flipped through the channels, and all of them were either static or had a standby message displayed on them. Doesn't look like the TV's working, baby. How about a movie instead? Okay. He rushed over to the cabinet and pulled out the DVDs into a scattered mess. Whatever keeps him distracted and happy, she thought to herself. She glanced out the front window and saw a few cars passing, and she felt herself relax. Already, the events of the night before were receding to the back of her mind, like the remnants of a bad dream. Like the ebb and flow of the tide, the horror came crashing back as she glanced mournfully down at the cat food bowl that still sat half-empty by the garage door. Tiger, she thought again. What am I gonna say to Zack? Did the same happen to Mom and Dad? Tiger was almost certainly dead, and she felt a weight on her heart that dragged her mood back down. Make the French toast and then call Mom again, she commanded herself, and reached into the fridge for the eggs and milk. She glanced at the clock, 7 a.m. At this point, she'd normally be hustling Zack out the door to catch his bus, but there was simply no way she would be letting him out of her sight today. She was due for work at 9 a.m., but she worked in the IT department of her local bank and could simply log in remotely for the day. If I can, she mused, thinking back to the static on the TV, if the cable was down, were the internet and telephone lines as well? Mommy! The bread and pan fell to the floor as Lucille whipped around, lunging for the stairs. Her heart was in her throat. She could see Zack standing in the open doorway of his bedroom. He was clutching his stuffed triceratops to him. She grabbed him instantly and hauled him out, stood him on the floor, and slammed the door closed. What did I tell you? I said you were not allowed into your room until it was cleaned. Zack's eyes were red and full of tears, and he choked on his sobs. I just wanted my trike, and, and I, I, I j just wanted to see if Tiger was hungry. Lucille closed her eyes and tried to rein in her temper. She blinked back the tears. I was just trying to protect you. Tiger isn't here anymore. Well, well, where is he? I'm sorry, baby, but he's gone. We can't expect him to turn up, she said. I, I want Tiger. I know you do. I do too. But he's not here. Come on, let's go downstairs. I'll finish making you breakfast. I don't, I don't want any breakfast. You need to eat. Eat as little as you like, but you need to eat. Once more, he was guided back downstairs to watch the movie. She cleaned up the half-cooked bread and pan and started again. She was so lost in thought that when she finally flipped the French toast, it was slightly charred. I'll eat that one, she thought, and started cooking another. When she served Zack, he was already seated at the table. 
but he was clutching his dinosaur even more closely and stared at the plate without seeing it. Please try to eat, bud. You should set Trikey down. You don't want to get syrup on him. She managed to pry the dinosaur from his fingers and set it up in the chair next to him. He started in on his food, but tears still poured down his face. She could resist no longer and picked up her phone from the counter, unlocking it to scroll through. She quickly swiped away the multitude of text messages and scrolled through her settings. The bars in the top right corner had an X by them, but apparently she still had a signal from her modem. She pressed Mom again and held the phone up, tapping her foot impatiently. It rang and rang and rang. She resisted the urge to simply cancel the call and waited until her mother's chirpy voicemail played. You have reached Susan Weston. Please leave a voicemail, and if you're interested in purchasing a quilt, please let me know. Beep. Mom, it's me. Would you call me back immediately, please? Lucille was trying to breathe evenly, but sobs were threatening to choke her. Her mom and dad both had texted her about the moon. Had they been entranced like Tiger too? Was their blood now splattering the inside of their house walls? She felt herself go numb at the thought, trying to shake it from her head, and then she tapped. Charlie. His went straight to voicemail. Hey, this is Charlie. Can't come to the phone right now, so leave a message. Charlie, she began in a trembling voice. How are you doing? Um, didn't you hear about last night? You're supposed to have Zach this weekend. Let me know when you're coming to pick him up, okay? Bye. She shuddered as she slammed the phone down. Please, God, tell me I am not alone now. They both jumped as her phone shrieked an alarm and vibrated against the countertop. She nearly dropped her phone as she snapped it up and read the message, her mouth suddenly dry. Alert! This is an emergency broadcast from the United States government. It is safe now. The harvest is done. Well, I don't know about you, but I got a little chill. If you liked K.O. Lynn's story, Moonshine, her other work and fan fiction can be found on archiveofourown.org under the name Priestess of Groove. Thank you so much for being with us today, and I hope you will tune in every Friday for more stories shared by new writers. If you are a writer yourself and would like to share on one of our podcasts, please send an email to thebuddingwriterpodcast at gmail.com. That's thebuddingwriterpodcast at gmail.com, and we will reply with the information needed to enter a submission. My name is Shana Arman, and this was The Budding Writer. Until next time, I hope all your stories have happy endings. <laughs>